0: So Gary Vaynerchuk's v Friends NFT project is arguably one of the most popular, but you might not know the entire history and the entire outlook and goals of this project. Dragon, you want to make it simple?
1: Let's get into it.
0: NFTs are changing the world and change can feel complicated and scary. But listen, you don't need a computer science degree. You don't need to learn how to code. You just need practical skills to
1: win. If you are here, you are in the 1% of humans that are preparing for this major cultural shift. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it light. We're going to make it practical. Welcome to NFTs Made Simple. Just a reminder,
0: we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. and You should do your own research. Hey, let's get into it. so Dragon, I'm a big friend of the V Friends franchise. I love what Gary Vaynerchuk does. Very ambitious, but it seems like he's executing. But I think that a lot of people don't really understand all the goals. They don't understand the history. So why don't you start laying it down for us? Where did this idea for V Friends actually come from?
1: Yeah, Mark and I are are V Friends. So obviously we're hot on it, but it's pretty interesting. Anytime I look at Gary V and I say, man, he really legitimately might be just the most exciting entrepreneur out there right now. But I think it's because he doesn't have any fear. But I personally, and this is just the way I am, I just kind of wanted to know the story behind it. Like, how does somebody have a stroke of genius? Because I remember when he first came out on the scene, when I first started learning about NFTs, with his series one, which I thought was the stupidest thing in the world. But the only reason I took note of it is because it was him and it like he doesn't really screw people and he usually is pretty accurate with his investments and stuff. So I took note of it, didn't buy it, and then I watched what happened and it just you know exploded. So interesting. First of all, I always looked at V-friends and I said, when he says v friends is he referring to all of the characters? Are those the V friends? But I'm pretty sure just listening to him talk that what he's saying when he refers to V friends, he's referring to us, his family. So he's really done a great job at branding the V. I mean, you've got VCon, you've got Vfriend. So who knows? This is like what iPhone and what they Vayner do is what's next. So I was looking at it. I, I've just been digging and obviously there's all crazy stuff going on in crypto and, and NFTs right now. So I was kind of like surfing on the internet. And what I wanted to know is like, what is all this Change mean for V Friends? Because we're vested in it and we're hot on it. So I came across a cool interview. And first of all, Gary V does interviews with nobody sometimes. So he's just a super cool guy. And we're not nobodies, but I'm gonna we're gonna have him on our show one day. So, anyway, she asked him a really interesting question and she said, like, what's the history of VFriends? Like, how did this all get started? So, very, very fascinating. I it's I I learned some things that I really didn't know about. So, as it turns out, Before he got hot on NFTs, Gary Vee was very, very much into collectibles and comics and things like that. So a lot of his his branding was about that. He would go to garage sales and buy things and things like that. So his social media game post doing the wine stuff on TV, he started to really, really get popular. So when you get that big and you become an influencer, as he explains, you start to see some of the metrics and the algorithms of when... Audience pops in like he would do a live, and he would start figuring out when they were there. And one of the things he identified, which is really cool, Mark, was that the times that people were m- most pinging him and chatting him up and turning up for his lives were midday during the workday, like at eleven o'clock or like two thirty. So. That kind of caught his attention. This is way back when. This is super cool. And according to what he was explaining, he identified that people were having trouble. They were struggling while they were at work because they were looking to be distracted, whether they weren't making enough money, they were stressed out, they didn't like their job or they're just burnt out or whatever. They were seeking What he was doing at that time. And it also identified, he also made the uh, distinction that a lot of people were looking for something else to do. So his initial idea in the collectibles realm was he came up with this idea called Workplace Warriors. I had never heard about that in all of this V Friend stuff. So he came up with this idea called Workplace Warriors, which was like a cartoon, but his, his, Essentially, what he wanted to do was help people in the workplace. So Empathy Elephant, Patient Panda, those names existed pre, uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, don't quote me on it. This is what I was hearing from this. We'll get a hold of this interview so you can listen to it. But he was creating those because he was thinking about selling collectibles, but toys that people could have at their desk. And if they're having a day where they need to be empathetic to someone they're working with or they need patience, they could look at the toy and they can draw from it. So that was the initial idea. What I love about that, Mark, is that, as you're going to see, VFriends came from an altruistic place of Gary wanting to, he's an entrepreneur, he wanted to make money, but he also would, he was attaching it to something that actually was relevant and helpful for people. So when the NFT craze started, you know, what he wanted to do, he had a big vision and you'll see how series two leads to it. But basically he got to this point where he wanted to just get in the game and test the waters. So he created series one and instead of calling it workplace uh, warriors, he he created these NFTs. He just liked the idea of rather than making toys, making NFTs and giving people the ability to have them, draw from them, but also draw from them, meaning, meaning make some money. So after series one went through and it was obviously a great success, which Mark and I did not take advantage of. I do want to but actually, I do want to talk about series one
0: just for a second, because oh, exactly. as you're talking here, I'm, I'm looking at open sea dragon because yeah. that's kind of, for me, like you said, we missed the boat on the, the minting of series one. What are we going to do? The uh, right. water under the bridge. We got in on the friend series two. And as I'm getting in on these series two, I'm just like looking at these people that have the series one and what a lot of what I really love about what Gary's doing is if you're a series one holder, you get a lot of benefits. You're getting access to his event, his VCon event. You're getting airdrop different benefits. You're getting a series two basically for free. Mm-hmm. Like and a lot of, a lot of NFT projects don't give you this much stuff. It's like you get to join our community, right? But he's actually airdropping you and giving you, different, like if you own specific V Friend series one, you get to go play basketball with Gary for a couple hours, or you yeah. get to like go to dinner with him or get coffee. Like there's actual physical benefits and it's really smart. And before we move on to like, again, was we're talking about the history, I, I just want to say that like, I, I want to be a series one holder. Like that's definitely something that I want. And like the floor price down now is down to about seven ETH. You know, you go to Coinbase, down to- ETH is under two K like for a long time, the floor price on these V Friend series ones was like 40 grand. Like you got, if you don't have 40 grand, you're not getting in. And I'm not in a position where I'm ready to do that. But as these start to get down to the 10 grand or under range, it, it might be accessible. So I'm, I'm watching this. I'm watching this series one very closely. I also, by the way, he gets a lot of bad rap for the art. People say that the art suck. I actually like the art. I think it's super cool. It's like... A lot of the art that's out there, it's hard to distinguish what it's actually from. Even like the Bored Ape Yacht Club, like there's a bunch of apes out there. It's hard to even notice the difference. But when you see a V Friends Series 1, like immediately what it is, which I think is cool. I, I like the branding. So anyway, V Friends is out. Why don't you keep taking us through this history of the project?
1: Yeah, and as far as artwork goes, you brought up a great point. If I drew those things, you'd be like, "Dragon's lost his mind. He's wasting his time." <laughs> but because Gary did it, that that does have an influence in you saying that you like it and because of where it comes from and that and, and knowing him. I remember Mark, I went to an art show with a friend and I saw on the wall uh, a little framed picture and it was and it was just a mess. It was like purple smudge. And it it looked like a kid vomited on the piece of paper. And it was being sold for like, I don't know, like a million dollars or something like that. And under it, it says Andy Warhol. And apparently Andy Warhol like ejaculated on a piece of paper with jelly on it or something like that. So my point is this, if you're a series one V friend holder, you've got a piece of history. That's probably one of the most successful NFT drops ever by what could be the most successful entrepreneur ever and the the potential next Disney, as we'll talk about. So, yeah, I would love to get my hands on one of those as well, because that's a collector's item for sure. And as you said, Gary's doing a very good job of really, really, I mean, if you go onto Gary Vee's social media on his YouTube channel, you'll see that he's going out to lunch with people, playing air hockey with people, playing checkers with people. And by the way, he makes a point to kick everybody's ass when he does So let's get back on track. So series one was a huge success. However, Gary's big vision, remember, it's kind of back to the workplace warriors. His big vision is he wants to do cartoons. He wants to make toys and T-shirts and and all of these assets. And he wants to do them for kids as well, right? So the reason why, this is interesting to hear, the reason why he went from Series 1 to Series 2 is because he wanted to upgrade them and make them something that kids would really, really like in a professional cartoon Form And that's when I jumped in. That's when you jumped in. So what's exciting to anybody. And if you do not have a series two, you are in a position. You just heard Mark say that it's down. The series one is down to seven ETH. So that's a little bit tough. But series two, you can still get into. And here's what's cool. Very accessible. Series two is going to be it's going to manifest. The next step is into children's toys and books and cartoons and all of this brandable stuff is going to be so like I have mine and some kids going to have that toy one day. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I also know, just like you said, from past experience, I'm super pumped to be in the V friends family, because I know that Gary V has every intention of helping everybody out and hooking up. So I'm excited for my first airdrop. I remember I said to you, I, I always kind of do, I, I either do something and the Mark does it or Mark doesn't. And I do it. So in the V friends, he went first and then I bought one. And I said, so now what should we do? Should we list it for more money? He's like, hell no, man, I'm just going to hold on to it. And so I don't care what the market's doing right now because I wasn't gonna sell it anyway. So I'm excited about the future of vFriends for sure.
0: Yeah, me too. I think more so than any other project, A, because the founder, I just don't think that, I just don't see any reason why Gary would put his entire brand on a project and to just rug pull. And and we're seeing these rug pulls all the time. And we were talking a little bit about value that you get from the holding vFriends, access, 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 it's the access. And barring some sort of like terrible accident, I just don't see anything horrible happening with the V-Fence project. I think back to my collecting days. I used to play a lot of Magic the Gathering, a great game, all time. But when you, they're always releasing new sets. There's new sets coming out all the time, right? But when you look back to the first like alpha, beta sets, like those cards are very valuable. People want them. They're very expensive. I kind of see that being where Gary is going with his V friends projects, there's going to be V friends series, three, four, five, six down the road, but the series one series two, that's going to be the Holy grail. And as we go through this bear market where Ethereum is super cheap, where people are trying to get off their NFTs because they have to pay the bills at home. Mm. There's going to be opportunities to get in super cheap. I keep saying this line from Warren Buffett, when people are fearful, we get greedy. And, And that's kind of where, um, I'm looking, and th- 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 definitely the sky's the limit for what Gary is going to put together. I don't know, but it's cool to see someone actually executing, putting together uh, an execution. in just in the Discord yesterday, I was reading through some posts. Someone said, "Hey, I bought a V Friend Series two. What do I get?" And people are like, "You don't know. don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't. You don't know what you get yet. It depends. But it's going to be. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. And t- for me, the V Friends project is kind of like a benchmark of what other projects are going to be looking at." Hey, what's up, Mark here. Just wanna take you on a quick break with a resource I think is really gonna help you. Some of the concepts that we're covering in the show sound really complicated and really technical, but listen, you don't need to code. You don't need to get a master's degree in computer science. All you need to do is have the right resources. We're going to make it simple. We're going to make it easy. I've got a link below. Go to www.nftsmadesimple.com. That's nftsmadesimple.com. You're going to get a free cheat sheet there. It's hundred percent free. What are you waiting for? Go get the cheat sheet. It's going we're gonna break down some of the key definitions in the ways that are really practical and really simple. Go to nft's right now to get your free cheat sheet. That's nft's made All right, let's get back into the show. And you know, so I do want to point this out too. I, I look at a lot of different projects. You look at doodles and crypto punks and board apes, like household names of projects. V-Friends, I would consider. A household name of projects too, absolutely, but it's accessible. You can get in you can, not many people are dropping 200 was, grand I on an At least like 55,000 of them or something. 55 K you can get one now for about half an ETH or so. The V friend series one, like we said, is going for like seven, seven ETH. So it's an accessible project a, and then B I, I also like it because there's a camaraderie amongst the community of the V Friends holders. People are putting in their profile pictures. We're connecting on Twitter. We're joining spaces together. We're giving shout outs. We're following. And what's interesting is if you see someone that has a V Friend, you know that they have some money. This person has some money. So it's, store, it's like a social club that's accessible, food. but with people that actually have some skin in the game. You know what I mean? You're not just hanging out with someone that's dropped a couple hundred bucks on an FT. This person has spent some money about, let's say, let's call it at least a thousand bucks. So this is someone that has expendable income. So it's a club where you're going to be linking up with people that have a business mindset, that are doing something right. They have some money to spend. So it's kind of a social club of the people that I want to be around. And so I just think there's a lot to to like. I'd be, I'm very interested to see what he does here and making these, the, like my kids like these cartoons. They like them. They're like, Dad, buy the giraffe. I'm like, Wait, hold on. That's two thousand dollars. I can't can't just buy the giraffe. I mean, at least not yet. But I think that's really smart too. And and Gary sees the long game. He sees I want to impact a kid when they're five. So when they're twenty, they want to come intern for me at my amusement park or whatever comes next.
1: He's been talking about. I mean, before it's so it's so humans are so strange, man. Us included. Gary was before this whole flatline thing and this whole dip that's going on right now. I, I remember him saying he's like, we're, "A winter is going to come, right?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, Gary's right. A winter's going to come, but we just didn't think it was going to come when it came, right?" And he also said, "This is a very smart man." He also said, and, and I want everybody to understand, I'm not like praising the, the ground that Gary walks on. He's just a smart dude that doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. So I'm interested in him. But To, he said to your point,
0: that, get, we, Dragon, if I have had conversations where Dragon's like, Mark, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm learning. And Gary said something like in 2036 is when you're really going to win from NFTs. So the question is, is Do you understand that? Because right now, I'm a 50-year-old dad. I just adopted a a, a little girl. So like, I've got my responsibilities. I can't foolishly spend money. But at the same time, I'm wondering, where should I put my money to save it for my kids? And right now, I'm hot on NFTs and crypto, even though, and I'll I'll tell you something interesting. You, You spoke about the idea of if you meet somebody and they own a V friend. If you know anything about V friends, you know how much that they have money. So I, I had an interesting experience the other day where I had two people. One was my dad, who doesn't know a lot about NFTs, but the other person that we were here in France does know a lot about them. So I took out my my uh, my dragonfly and I said to my dad, I go, I said, Papa do you like this? And he goes, yeah, it's cute. I go, I paid $2,000 for it. And he goes, what? (laughs) He goes, why? He goes, he was thinking I could just take a JPEG. But the other person said to my dad, he goes, Robert, that's a V friend. That's going to be worth a lot of money one day. So it was interesting to just see. So my last thing in this episode is, you know, whether you're going to spend money right now or not, that's up to you. Um, We're not here to entice people to do anything. Although I am happy I didn't release my NFTs yet, but it sure is a good idea to learn about this because there's no way this is not going to happen. You might be coming in for those people that jumped in when the market was really high and their first experience it dipped. Hey, I'm sorry. That's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But for those of you that are smart and you can recognize that crypto, NFTs, all of that stuff, even if the government comes in and regulates it, it is the future. It's worth learning about. 100%. 100%.
0: Under percent, under percent. Make sure you smash, subscribe, hit the like button, leave that five-star review. You've been watching NFTs made simple.